Hello everyone and welcome to the Home Buyer Club podcast with me, your host Joe Thompson. Today we've got a very special guest. We've got Craig Body from Baliante. Nice to see you, Craig. Hi. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for coming on. <laughs> I like to have a bit of a tradition, um, and the tradition on this podcast is to do some quick fire questions just to warm us up. So are you ready for some quick fire questions? Absolutely. Lovely. House or flat? House. Barbecue or Sunday roast? Uh, barbecue. Red wine or white wine? Red, out of the bottle. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Beer or cider? Beer. Facebook or Instagram? Uh, Instagram. YouTube or Netflix? Netflix. Hot or cold? Hot. Country retreat or spa day? Country retreat. By the pool or by the sea? Sea. Nice. Thank you very much. Well done. Yeah. They were harder than I thought. I had to put a lot of thought into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, I, someone asked me that once. Someone said, oh, by the pool or by the sea. And instinctively, I said, like, by the sea, like on the beach type of thing. I hate mm. the beach. So I don't know why I said that. I mean, I like mm. the sea, don't get me wrong, but you know, I hate, I have, you know, when you get wet feet and then you get all sand all over. Yeah, oh, I was thinking sand. Mm. Yeah, yeah I might change my answer. Text. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, let's go back. <laughs> so, Craig, can you just tell the listeners what you do for a living? Uh, so, I run an IT company called Baliante. Uh, we help businesses uh, of all sizes, really, from sort of five staff to about 100 with their IT problems. Uh, solutions, looking at it from a proactive point of view, seeing where we can add value. Uh, we also do web development, CRMs, telecoms, uh, so it's anything technology really. We love what we do. We love the sort of uh, seeing all the exciting stuff that's coming to the market, especially like chat GPT, that's amazing. So it's just like, yeah, anything technology, it's, it's wonderful. So I really love what I do as well, which is, is good. That always helps, definitely. What's hmm. this chat GPT? What's that? Um, so it's like an AI thing where you sort of like, you type something in that it wants and it sort of like, it gives you an answer. So it's like you can get it to write emails, you can get it to write messages, um, CVs, letters, and it, it sort of does it from a, an AI point of view, which is, is really cool. That's incredible. That's incredible. How did you get, how did you find out about that? Oh, it's been all over the news. Uh, a client actually told us about it to start with, uh, one of our American clients. Uh, and um, yeah, it's just obviously sort of the last few months. I reckon by the end of the year, it's going to be like as intelligent as a human, which is really good. It's quite scary, isn't it? That. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. What's? Do you remember iRobot with Will Smith? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time ago. It's a blast in the past, isn't it? It is. But maybe <laughs> it's coming true. Possibly. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, how did you fall into sort of this this world of technology? Um, oh, probably by accident, really. Um, so I was always like very average at school, so I like B's and C's, but I got an A star at, uh, at IT for some reason. Yeah. Um, so I did it at college, then I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life, so I did it at uni. Um, then I still didn't know what I wanted to do in life, so I did it for a job. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's just kind of, yeah, kind of like that, really. Yeah, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Stick to what you're good at. and then. Uh, yeah, essentially, yeah. Fair and now you're a business owner. Yes, I suppose that's by accident as well, really. Um, sort of a few redundancies. The thing with IT stuff is that generally, um, 
it's it's a high redundancy market. I think obviously that there's uh, a lot of opportunities offshore for uh, for companies to to send work over there. Um, automation again, so as automation improves, you can kind of reduce your workforce. So uh, yeah, in my twenties, I got made redundant uh, a fair few times, which was uh, kind of annoying, but at the same time. Um, made me fall into what I'm doing now uh, and I don't look back so uh, yeah it's kind of an opportunity that you didn't really see at the time but has highlighted itself now. A bit of a blessing in disguise I guess. Absolutely yeah yeah. I mean I know that you're in your office at the moment so maybe talking about IT staff being re- made redundant is not a good idea. <laughs> you know uh, everyone yeah. looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well perhaps but obviously uh, that's kind of where we come in because it's cheaper yeah. to use a company like ours than it is to have a team. Um, so that, that, you know, the companies like ours are, are growing because it's it's cheaper to, you know, you can have access to a team like ours where you've got like network engineers, server engineers, like really high skilled technicians, data analysts, all for the price of, of less than one technician. So if you've got a business wow. like fifty staff, uh, it makes it a lot more cheaper to to have a business like ours look after you, and we do it to a really high standard. Um, you know, whereas a, a sort of an employee doing it. Um, you know, you've got things like absences, holidays, um, you know, extended periods of sick. So it just it, it can it can be really beneficial. So yeah, as as bigger businesses sort of offload their teams, businesses like ours are growing to help the smaller SMEs, which um, it really helps. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, outsourcing is, is obviously works well, and especially works mm. well for you guys. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, different yeah. people are coming on. Obviously, we're here we're on the Home Buyer Club podcast, so we did want to have a chat about your home buying journey. Now, you mentioned something off air, um, but I'd mm. love you to stay, share your experience buying homes. What a home. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't think it was all that exciting, really, but obviously, uh, I've pricked some interest in you. Um, mm. So, uh, I, I sort of, we rented for a number of years uh, while we were saving up for, uh, for a house. Um, and we had our heart set on an area uh, that was kind of, it's a new build development. There was about 200 homes there only and then a lot of open sort of countryside and stuff, which is exactly what we wanted. Um, and so we'd, we'd sort of viewed these, these houses over a, probably six, seven, eight months. Um, and got to a position where we could, we signed for it on a Saturday uh, in December. And, um, and by the Wednesday I went into work and I, that was my first redundancy. Um, so uh, completely didn't really see it come in, although looking back you can um, spot the warning signs now of maybe it's experienced in that area, should yeah. we say. Um, so yeah, Wednesday we got made redundant, got uh, told that we were, our jobs were, were going offshore um, and they were replacing the team with an offshore team. Um, so I didn't really think anything of it, to be honest. I got myself on like job sites and stuff like that, looking for work, found something really quickly. Um, and that was great. So uh, it was a, a a position higher than what I was doing. So like a sort of a mini promotion. It was extra money every year. Um, so it was higher money. Um, I got a, quite a, a decent pay um, sort of settlement to leave work. Um, and so I didn't think anything of it at all. Uh, I rang the bank and just said, just to let you know, this is my new employment details. And they were like, what? And I said, just to let you know, my, my new my change of employer is this and they said you absolutely cannot change employer during the whole buying process and I was like 
a sort of choice um, and being made redundant. Like this is what's happening, yeah. and they said, "Well, you can't. You have to. You have to stay at your job until the, at least till it's finished." Um, yeah. And I said, well, I, "I'm not saying I, I won't do that. I'm saying I physically I can't do that." Can't um, and they were like, "Okay, well, if you do this, we'll remove your mortgage offer." And I says, "Well, it's not if I will. I have because it's been done to me." And yeah. they said, "Well, I'm really sorry." Um, we're, we're removing your mortgage offer then. So uh, that was quite devastating. That obviously we'd, we'd come that far and made some choices and, and things like that to, to what we wanted to do. Um, we actually rang the, um, the the new build developer that we were, we were buying from, and then the lady actually cried on the phone. And we were like, I mean, we were a bit, you know, miffed about the situation, but uh, not not as sad as she was apparently. <laughs> uh, so, um, it was Taking customer care to the next level, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> um, so she said, "Can you come in and see us?" So we did. We went in, and she says, "Look, um, you know, there's nothing we can do without a mortgage in place. We're going to have to put that house back on the market." Um, it was due for completion, like you know, very fairly quickly. It was like a, it was like almost built, so it was due for completion. So she says, "What?" Well, um, just while you were driving here, I've been speaking to the area manager, um, and they've come up with an idea and we sort of run it by you. It's incredibly risky. Um, obviously it puts a lot of the onus on you. Um, but let, I'm going to tell you what it is. Let, let me see what you think, do, do you know, and you can make your mind up one way or the other. Um, we'd been looking at a house further up the estate, which was completely out of our price range. It was about 50 grand more than, uh, than we were really able to afford. Um, but it was better than the one we'd signed for. It was bigger, um, it, it was detached, it had like a detached garage, bigger garden. So it, we liked it, but it just never even thought about it because it was yeah. out of our price range. Too far uh, but, out. Yeah. yeah, but it also been on the market for a little while. Um, it, our house is actually in the shape of a triangle and it put people off. Uh, it's on a corner plot, so it's really big at the front and then it goes really thin at the back. Um, oh, yes. So Different. yeah. I'll show you some pictures one day so you think I, yeah. we like it it's quite quirky but um, yeah so she said it's been on the market for a little while and it's actually come down to the price uh, of what your house that had followed through was so we we're like oh okay then we're very interested in that yeah. um, so she said right well here's what we suggest you do and if you don't want to do it no problem we can walk away uh, you know I think there's about four houses left on the development she says so if you if you wait it's gone like you you know they're selling like hotcakes we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to do it for you so she said well when do you you need to speak to our mortgage people um and see sort of realistically what your uh what, what your criteria is we needed to do all the credit checks but without actually doing them so we had to like send credit reports off so they could see what was on our files in case we needed them, but obviously they couldn't physically like do the electric check or whatever they do. Um, so they had to do all that. Um, we had to um, basically get the land registry, all the registrations, because you have to register a new house first before you can then register it in your own name. So like a two-step process for a new house. Uh, we had to do all the solicitors things, all, all like the, the charges and the, the searches, uh, all the fees that we wanted doing for the house, anything that, like extras, the kitchen changes, anything like that, um, with the view of handing it to whoever would buy our house if that didn't go through. Um, 
so that was a very strange conversation that she had and she was very open and honest about it she was saying that that's this is what would happen um we looked at my employment contract for my new job we found out when my probation period finished um which was actually just two months before the house would be ready so we had eight weeks to uh, basically go from my probation finishing to sorting the mortgage out so we did the whole process in reverse so we registered the house in our name um, we did all the solicitors fees all the searches the mine searches underneath all them things that cost us a, you know a couple of thousand pounds um, we literally did everything we paid for like amendments to the kitchen and everything that we needed to pay for all the, the charges from the builders everything um, and then I think it was something like the 10th of April that was when my probation period was up from my, my work at the time. Yeah. Um, and so we had literally that, that very quick time. So uh, we, we then submitted that to the, to the mortgage company um, and uh, it got rejected the first time um, for oh, the redundancy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then we had to go to a different bank um, to try again um, and we were really getting a bit twitchy now because yeah, obviously there, there were there, for some reason the redundancy on the record or the short time of an employment I'd never had any employment gap it was just the change of employer um, anyway the second company come back and said yeah okay so it was like a that moment was just such a relief because it obviously meant that we could we could complete so um, when we actually moved in which was I think was the 6th of June um, so we had a bit of a, a journey of it that year uh, it was just so relieving um, to to be in, and and you know that sort of risk paid off. So uh, yeah, <laughs> could have gone a totally different way, couldn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I could have paid for somebody to uh, have had the house registered, the land registry, paid for all the searches, paid the solicitors' fees. Um, yeah, and somebody got a really good deal out of us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So for everyone listening, what usually happens is you sort your mortgage out first. Then it's handed over to the solicitor to do all their sort of work. There you need the, a document called a mortgage offer uh, to complete everything. Now you can do it in uh, at the same time, simultaneous, but there's a risk there. Just like Craig's explained there. You could spend all that money on all the searches, all the inquiries that they have to raise, uh, all the fees, all the extra amendments, all the registrations, and it could all be for nothing. So thankfully for Craig, he got his mortgage offer. <laughs> Finally, how were the how were the stress levels and how were the how was things between you and your partner at the time? Were, were, was it a bit were you a bit at loggerheads or were you kind of chilled with each other going through that? Um, I'm very lucky that I married somebody who's uh, very pleasant. So uh, <laughs> um, yeah, um, so I think it's kind of yeah we, we were fine. It, it was just we discussed it. Uh, we said what will be will be um, and I think you have to at some point uh, it might sound blase we, we don't mean this at all we, we, we're quite careful with money but I think it was one of them things that what will be will be um, yeah. We there, there was no new build houses where we were we were relying on a new build because we wanted to help to buy scheme um, that was expiring um, so um, if we didn't do this um, we weren't going to get on the ladder for a few years anyway so it was just kind of like what do we do so we just said to each other you know what will be will be um okay. let's just take a risk um i'm not the most organized admin person in the world so um you know <laughs> i didn't do a lot of the admin stuff that was left to my other half um but yeah um 
it, it is what it is. I mean, we didn't didn't fight over anything with it. It was just we just both said like, if it doesn't go through, it doesn't go through. Um, but but I think we we owe it to try, and that that was the kind of conversation we had. So uh, we just left it as that. I guess though, once you've had a mortgage offer in your hand, you know that you are able to get a mortgage. And I guess the mortgage mm. advisor you sat with when you went to see the builder said based on everything or the information you provided them, that you can get another mortgage. Um, mm. So you probably put an element of faith into that person at the time as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had a decent credit file and, and we had our pick of offers when we, when we signed for the first house. Uh, you know, we had that, they can choose this bank at this and that's the admin fee and this is the upfront yeah. fee and that can be attached to your mortgage and this can be this and that. So we, it really wasn't a problem. When we, after the redundancy, um, you know, that was kind of, the, the pick was taken away from us because a lot of the requirements were at least six months in employment um, and not on, on a probationary period. Um, so that was, a, you know, that's kind of 99.9% .9 of lenders minimum criteria by the looks of things. Um, and then, you know, going back to relationships and stuff, I did feel uh, kind of a little bit responsible really because we'd been saving all this, this time, you know, we'd been trying really hard and now I was the thorn in the side that was causing the problem. So though I brought a big lump sum into the household and it was like, you know, that's a lovely lump sum to have. It yeah. took away any issues about carpets and, you know, wallpaper and, you know, it really relieved us financially that way. Um, I was also, I was the sole problem for not yeah. getting the house that we originally wanted, which was a bit of a, you know, so it does weigh on you that way as well. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I know what you mean there. It's, a, it's makes you feel a bit responsible, even though it's not your mm. fault, it's really not. Uh, yeah. and, and that extra money for, for carpets means fuck all if you can't get a mortgage. <laughs> you can't buy yeah, that precisely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But hey, at least you got there. That's, that's mm. the, the main thing. And I think, how, how did you get on with the savings? Because savings is such a, a massive part, isn't it? I mean, when you move house, people rely on the equity. That's, hmm. it, it, equity is what it is. You, as long as you're paying your mortgage and the house price is going up, you're getting some equity. Yeah. Whereas first time buyers, savings are boring. It was it? difficult. Yeah, it was hard. Um, and yeah, I suppose it, it, if I'd have known I was being made redundant, I wouldn't have bothered because that covered the deposit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we, um, so, we, I think we've always been a little bit entrepreneurial, um, and that sounds so cheesy to say on a podcast. I know it does. But, um, <laughs> it's not Stephen it, Bartlett. It's not Diary of no. the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we didn't have enough money for the house when we signed for it. Uh, it you know, we were about two and a half thousand pounds short. We'd been saving. You know, we, we'd put money away. Um, we cut our costs. It, even at small things like. Um, we noticed that we had like a call plan our landline for like eight pounds a month that allowed us to call any phone anytime um and it was on the landline which we didn't really use um so obviously we, we you know we cut that back use you know use our mobiles more um we economized we we looked at where our spending um and so we, we just sort of saved naturally over the years um you know like that um we had sort of not great jobs when we very first got together. I met my other half when I was 19, so we've been together quite a while now. Um, and so we had like sort of not very good jobs straight out of uni. And then when we got like the, our sort of trained jobs, which is about a year, 18 months, that allowed us to earn enough money to start saving. Yeah. Um, so we, we'd started saving that. But when we were short, um, we had about 
you know, we knew that we wanted this particular house, um, and we knew we had a certain period to save for it. Um, and so we took on a job with Amazon delivering parcels on an evening just to, to get the, the, the two and a half grand that we were short by. Yeah. Um, so we literally saved every penny that we earned and then we lived on the, the Amazon delivery job. So we used to work sort of like eight till four, come home. One of us would do the tea, one of us would like do the clothes washing and stuff and run around the Hoover and whatever. Um, and then at six o'clock, we'd head out till 10 on an evening and deliver Amazon parcels. Um, and so that's that was our little sort of saving story that uh, that we did, which was, was good. And I just thought like, you know, if, I'm not sure many people would, would think to do something like that, but there is them little part-time opportunities that you can do if you wanted to, that, that yeah. can can boost your deposit if, you, if you're short by that. Um, that I thought that was a really good idea to try and like sort of bridge that gap. Definitely, my friend's just done that. He's going on holiday uh, in the next next month, I think he said he's going, and he, he he's exactly the same. He said we couldn't afford it, but it's tight. It was a bit of a luxurious holiday that they're going on, and he's like, I need some spending money for it, uh, and then they just he got some jobs through from Amazon, and. He got because the money was came through quick and it's quite decent. He just mm. kept doing it and, and doing it. When he's got a spare, you know, half day or evening, he'll go and do it and earn himself some good money. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good strategy. I think a lot of people you've got to have the the desire to do it. Um, a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't want to, I can't be bothered, blah blah blah. But if you've got a goal and like you said for yourself and your party, it was a case of going. We, uh, we we need this extra money to for our deposit, so go and do it. Hmm. Thank God you did. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we don't look back, at it. and I'd do it again if we needed to. If we needed to, uh, I don't know, buy a second house or whatever, <laughs> um, yeah. and that was an option. I, I would, uh, I wouldn't turn my, my nose up at it. It's uh, it's a decent, honest way of doing it, and it was uh, kind of enjoyable. You get like the, the radio on, just get your head down. The app on the phone, because you do it all on the app on your phone, it navigates where you need to go, where you need to drop off. It just turns into a sat-nav come like PDA. So like as soon as you get arrive, it turns into the sign-in screen, then you get back in your car and turns back into your sat-nav. So it was, it was easy enough. That's fantastic, isn't it? That's mm. really good, that is. So with your your current home that you're in at the moment, is that is that the mm. forever home or is there a dream home that you've got in mind? I don't know. I really don't. I go in waves with it. I really do. Um, it's a, a lovely house. We're happy with it. It's obviously it was brand new. We owned it first. Um, it's got our stamp on it. Everywhere it's white because we like it clean and like minimalist. <laughs> yeah. um, but my burning desire for a home would be a one where it was on its own somewhere. So like kind of like down a little lane um, and kind of like just on its own. Um, we have some lovely neighbours where we live, um, but just the idea of just being in that sort of kind of openness with just the fields around you, um, that's my, my burning desire for a home. Um, but if we never moved and we stayed where we are now, that wouldn't matter either. So I'm kind of, yeah, I'm in between, yeah. Okay, it's whatever, isn't it? If, it crop, if the ideal one crops up and you see it, it's like, yeah, maybe, but until mm. then, there's no point rushing. Yeah, okay. I've always had the idea of maybe it's like if you could buy something, not like completely dilapidated, like where like the roofs fell in, but yeah. maybe something that's been 
maybe it's left for like 20, 30 years. It's been like just empty, but it's structurally sound, but just needs completely re like uh, going through renovating nicely. Yeah. Um, I've always thought like of the that. Like the insides in the 70s or something like that. Yeah. Still yeah. 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 Into mm. it yeah. Yeah. That'd be really good. Mm. I'd enjoy that. Definitely. Mm. It's funny. I saw a house like that recently, probably about two months ago. Saw this. Oh, it's fantastic. And do you know what? I remember. Um, so it was in the city or the town where I'm from originally and I saw it and I remember delivering papers to it when I was a kid and it was it was amazing I used to drive up or ride my bike up the driveway and it was like only like a 30 second driveway on your bike so it's quite far yeah but I just remember thinking wow this is huge and it came up for sale <laughs> and I was like amazing so me and my wife were thinking about going to like have a viewing couldn't afford it <laughs> I'm nowhere mm. near affording it but you get it in your head don't you that oh my god yeah. I want this house can't afford it <laughs> so maybe next time it comes on the market <laughs> yeah well yeah it's nice to have a dream like that but it'd be nice just definitely. to go and view it and see inside really as well isn't it mm. yeah oh yeah definitely are you one of these that looks on right move looks at the floor plan and goes oh I've just changed that I've reconfigured this and... mm, a little bit I'm more like trying to do it with my own house at the moment because like we've got we could do with something on the back that would make it a, a little bit bigger downstairs so i'm trying to think how that would look um so I'm, uh, yeah uh, but yeah absolutely it's nice to sort of view the floor plans and stuff how long have you been in your house uh five years okay hmm. just just check you know if you're building an extension with new build properties i think this depending on the builder there might be some uh terms and conditions on what you can do so just bear yeah, in mind yeah. if you do don't want you getting in trouble no <laughs> top, top tip there <laughs> what advice would you have for any uh, any first-time buyers looking to get on the market um do it as soon as possible uh because the houses do rise which when you're on the ladder is fantastic um when you're not uh, you can just see that going further and further out of reach um so do it asap um don't worry as well i think um the situation that you're in on the day you move in your house is probably going to be the worst that you're ever in like obviously as you grow in the house i mean in five years um i had another redundancy um after that I've, you know we started the business um you know so your financial position improves um and so if you're thinking like should i go for it should i go for it you know yes do because i think if you if you just do it don't overstretch yourself to the point where you think that you know like going for like a five or six bedroomed house when you you know you can't afford it but if you can get on the ladder then you know your your situation in the next few years will improve that it'll mean that things just get easier so i think uh, my, my mom and dad gave me that advice that you know things get easier from the day you move in and i thought oh you know parent nonsense advice sort of thing but um <laughs> I hate to say it, but they were right. Um, you know, it, it, it's we are. I mean, don't get me wrong; we're not rich, we're not loaded at all. But um, we're more comfortable now than we were when we moved in, which uh, it, it's kind of. Uh, and then obviously, your house. Uh, our remortgage is is when that's due soon. Um, you know, the loan to value ratio changes, so you you can drop an interest bracket. I mean, I'm not sure that's going to happen now, but. That would have been the case, wouldn't it? That you'd have dropped an interest bracket, so your actual mortgage drops down in price rather than up. Whereas rents yeah. are rising, your mortgage is dropping, so you get more financially or more free money there too, as well, which which makes a lot of a uh, lot of impact. 
definitely yeah completely agree there completely agree great where can people find find you if they want to reach out to you or your business um probably the best way would be uh, ballyantier.com uh, which is our website. Uh, we're based in, in Rotherham uh, in the MP Technology Centre uh, just off the parkway um, but our website is probably the best place to, to reach out or, or LinkedIn. I'm always happy for a chat on LinkedIn or uh, or a coffee even if anyone wants coffee I'm happy to take the cost to near us. <laughs> Are they paying? Uh, oh, well if I have to pay you can have the coffee machine in here. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I owe you a coffee actually so uh <laughs> I'm just myself out there, haven't I? Oops. <laughs> I will. I will put the links in there in the comments below, guys. So if you do want to reach out to Craig, you know, click those links. Thank you very much for being on today, Craig. Really appreciate it today having that good chat. It's nice to actually hear someone's experience buying a new build because we get a lot of people with buying old properties. So it's nice to hear experience buying a new build as well. Um, mm. Guys, if you enjoyed this show, please leave a comment and don't forget to leave a positive review. Uh, remember to share with your friends and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you.